Recording from Studio 262 in the AOB, you're tuned in to What the Howl, an inside look at UWG athletics straight from the source. Now here are your hosts, Matt Cook and Jared Boggess. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What the Howl. This is episode 102, coming to you on May 10th. And uh, I'm Jared Boggess, and I'm joined by my co-host. Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome. And Jared, we have a we have a guest. Yes, also in Studio 262 with us today, very special guest, and now a two-time guest on What the How, Austin Fulton. Welcome in to What the How. Thanks for having me. Austin, that's a very exclusive club, just so you know. <laughs> it's a very exclusive club. I think with David Dean... I and believe now. Don't quote me, but I think he's the first two-time student athlete. Interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so boom. We're, Look we're at prou- that. We're proud of you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but if, in case you're, you're listener, you're listening in, and you live under a rock, you haven't heard. Austin qualified for the NCAA nationals, finishing second at the regional last week in Valdosta, uh, becoming the first. West Georgia golfer to ever qualify for nationals. So pretty big deal. We're glad to have you here to talk about uh, the regional a little bit and kind of preview uh, the NCAA national championship this week. Uh, But first off, congrats on becoming UWG's first ever golfer to reach NCAA nationals. Thank you. Uh, What was the feeling Saturday afternoon? You finally uh, finished out that third round. You knew you had made history and qualified in the nationals. What were those initial feelings? I was just kind of overwhelmed with happiness but also at the same point kind of disappointment because as a team we missed by two and we were up there competing for a spot to make it the whole time and we kind of struggled toward the last round and that second round but I was really really happy for myself but really disappointed as a team that we didn't make it and wanted to want to get there as a team yeah so a little bit of a silver lining that you uh because you didn't make it but awesome accomplishment out of you to qualify four nationals uh let's talk about the first round a bogey free 66 in that first round a uh, lot a lot was clicking on all cylinders there everything was going right for you then wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah so actually so i did something that i don't think i've ever done in a tournament before i actually hit every green in regulation that day so i know on the pga they showed a stat the other day that, that was actually more rare than a hole in one on like wow. in a pga tour event so that was something incredible that i happened to do that round that i didn't i didn't even realize i had done it until like at the very end, I was like, "Man, I have a something. I have a chance to do that. That's, that's incredible. I think I've only done it once, uh, once in my life before that, and that was just at my home course, just playing around." So you've done that twice now. Mm-hmm. And how many hole in ones do you have? Five. So there you go. Yeah, a hole in one's more hole, more yeah, common. Yeah. yeah, at least in Austin Fulton's case. <laughs> yes. So uh, it, as, as far as that goes, there were there were a lot of uh, low scores rolling in on 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 that that first round was the course set up what what was the what was the deal what was making i mean it seemed to be everybody a lot of people were scoring well so compared so we played a tournament down there in the fall and compared to then the rough was down compared to what it was when we played it in the fall the fall it played really tough and this time we played really similar tees to when we played out there the first time but the rough was down the greens were similar everything so in my mind, at least, I thought it played much easier this go round, except for probably the afternoon of the first day, the second round, and even the third, the third round. The wind was up, so it made it real tough after judging the wind when the wind was blowing fifteen to twenty at times. I was going to ask. That was actually our next question. How different was the course playing in round two or even three after that weather came in? I know round two was just a, a whole mess with the weather, but how different did it play? It played real different. I mean, with the weather coming in, the wind was picking up. I mean, I, when I played the first round, we probably had winds of five miles an hour, ten at the max. And then when I teed off the second round, it was probably blowing twenty, twenty-five off the right 
on the very first hole. So it played much different, and all of a sudden, holes that you were having pitch and wedge, nine iron, and all of a sudden turned into seven iron, six irons, and those holes got real hard real fast. <laughs> so the weather coming in in that second round, you had to go with two delays, and then one the second delay ended up you know being the the whole night and into the. Uh, this the third day did that affect you at all having to sleep on what you were on hole nine like yeah. one shot into hole nine or something like mm -hmm. that so the first delay so I played my first seven holes and actually finished seven and I was on eight tee when we had our first delay then we sat around for probably probably two and a half hours or so three hours and we went back out and played eight and nine and then we were walking from nine to ten when they called it again and then by that time it was already pretty late it was already six thirty or so seven o'clock and then when they delayed us the second time i mean there was just no chance that i thought we were go, go back out with it being that time by the time we got back i mean it was gonna be dark and yeah. pretty soon and then so we go back out the next day i mean i didn't really think much of it i honestly was kind of thinking it would play to a little bit to our advantage because like i said when we were playing those first holes it was windy we played honestly. When we played those two holes and came back out. The wind was not the wind. The rain was blowing harder. The rain was coming down harder than it was even during the delay because there was lightning in the area. And then once the lightning got out, they could send us back out, even though it was raining harder. So those two holes honestly played almost harder than it did before. But then we got the break to go into the night and then played again in the morning. And the group came out. And the greens were softer, which made it play easier. And we didn't have to worry about the twenty mile an hour winds. Uh, were you dealing? Were you and and I mean I don't want you, want you to speak for any of the any of your teammates, but were, were you dealing with any nerves in the last in the last round? How, how did they affect your game? Is that how how did that play out? Um, I I can't speak for everyone, but like I know for myself, like I wasn't really nervous at all, especially at the end, kind of at the beginning, or maybe a little bit, and then. I made like a 20 footer for birdie on my second hole. And then like, I guess all the nerves I had just vanished instantly then. And then it was like, okay, now we're, now we're into this round. We need to focus and get it going. What, what does get you into a round? Do, do you, is it, do you just walk out and Hey, I'm hitting birdies or it does, is there something that kind of gets you going? Um, the biggest thing that I like to see, especially early in my rounds, I don't, I don't overly press. I know a lot of guys go out there and say, oh, if I make a birdie immediately, that settles me down. It's like, for me, I just want to see, like, hit a good, like, get a good tee ball, hit a shot into the center of the green. I mean, if it's a wedge, kind of go at the flag. But if it's just hit the center of the green, give myself a look, and then, like, if I can just make a par, make two pars, three pars in a row, then it's, all right, now we're, now we're going. Even because even that first round, I, I parred the first three holes when I shot 66. And it was just, for me, it just settled me down that I was – all right, I hit the green, two-putt, hit the green, two-putt. I wasn't hitting it close, but I was two-putting from 15, 20, 30 feet, and it just settled me down that I was hitting good shots, good tee balls, that I was like, okay, now I, now I can actually go after some flags, feel confident in my game, and get ready to take it deep. And then it helps when the putts are rolling in, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, let's transition into talking about the national championship coming up. Um, we just talked about it before we started recording. You've been to Michigan before, but not a lot. Um, you've you've never been to Detroit. Do you know anything about this TPC Michigan course? You done any research? Uh, I've done just a little research, but nothing more than looking at a scorecard. So I haven't really, I haven't really done any research to this point. Um, what about practice going into it? Any part of your game you're focusing on a little more coming off the regional, the second place finish, going into nationals? Anything you working on in particular? 
Uh, no, not really. Just trying to continue to work on my game, how it is, and be sure my ball striking is at a, where I want it to be. Because at the end of the day, to play well, I mean, you got to be hitting, you got to be hitting quality shots. If you're not hitting quality shots, it doesn't matter if you're making putts, if you're making them for par. So as long as your ball striking well, you can kind of let it carry the rest of your game. All right. So uh, U.S. Amateur. SEC Championship, Division One regional tournaments. You, you've played in all of them so far. Where do you see this tournament ranking among all those? I I don't know. I'm kind of I'm. I don't, we made him think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm kind of. I don't know. Like I've talked to a lot of people since the regional, and our regional is definitely Tough. the mo- most right. stacked out of all the different regionals there yeah. is. And I talked to some players, former. Division two golfers in in our region from like Columbus State, even coaches since since I played in the regional, and they were saying that our regional is actually tougher than the national championship. Like a, a lot of times, you see our our regional is basically the national championship. Whoever comes out of that, whoever's the top couple seeds out of that, is going to be competing for the national championship. And I mean, you can see it. Like top team this year has been Barry, and mm-hmm. they've been phenomenal all year, and as well as Lee. And so I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see. But I, when I gosh comparing them like. I definitely think the USAM was was high up there. Right, it's, it's gonna be hard to beat that. I mean, especially playing it at Oakmont, like that's one of the toughest courses and one of the biggest championship courses there is. So I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna. It's gonna be hard to put something above that. Right. And yeah. Then, but SECs or national championship. I mean, I mean, I like it's gonna be hard to not put the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I was trying to you talk about how tough our regional was. I put this in the story the in the preview. Um, in the last eight of nine national championships, the South Southeast Regional has produced a champion. So, yeah. like you like you said, the toughest region and the national championship may be even easier because uh, you only got six of those teams going up against them. Well, and and we're wa- we're watching the the live stats the whole time, and you're seeing uh, number one, number six, number one won the thing, I think, didn't he? They were second. Oh, you're no, talking no, about individual? Yeah, maybe. You had number one, number six, mm-hmm. number three, four, seven. Like, I, I just remember going, okay, so, you know, among the individuals, you're, t- you're looking at probably 12 of the top 15 golfers in the nation in this tournament. That's really, really tough. Yeah, somebody asked me the other day, we were talking about the nat- you going to the Nationals, and they were like, well, does he have a shot to win the National Championships? I was like, well, he was second in the regional, so I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> He's second in, <laughs> in the toughest regional that that uh, really there is. So that, absolutely, uh, it's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Yeah, I think that I think that we had actually me and my dad had looked at the regional after we after I got back, and we were like, heck, I think there was like over 50 of the top 100 players. Oh, I don't doubt were it. There. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's just incredible. eight of the top 10 if you're just looking at the team rankings. So yeah. I mean. You don't get those top team rankings without those top player rankings, too. No doubt. Um, so, uh, Austin, thanks for joining us. I know you got a busy week getting ready for the national championship. Uh, good luck this week in Michigan. We'll be following along. I'll actually be there with you. Uh, if you if you remember the GC Tiger Tracker Twitter um, that followed every shot for Tiger, I told Matt, I was like, I may just do that. Yeah. yeah I may yeah, just follow and tweet every <laughs> single shot. <laughs> well, hopefully there's some good ones mixed in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but the tournament starts Monday morning from Dearborn, Michigan at TPC Michigan. 18 holes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, to crown national champion. And hopefully um, we're crowning Austin Fulton as our national champion. But, Absolutely. So stay tuned at UWG Golf on Twitter and UWGathletics.com. We'll have all the updates for you there. Austin, thanks again for joining us. I uh, can't thank you enough for having me. All right. Well, 
Everyone, the biggest gift that anyone can give is of your resources and your time. You spent your time today listening to Jared Austin and I talk about golf and, and the West Georgia Wolves. So you've definitely given of your time. So we're greatly appreciative of our listeners and fans of West Georgia Athletics. Hopefully you're a benefactor of the program, and we're grateful for every penny that is given to our Wolves. If you aren't would like to be a part of the amazing things that happen here in Carrollton, there are plenty of opportunities for you to give to athletics through the University Development Office. Follow us online at uwgathletics.com and on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UWG Athletics. Remember to download the UWG Game Day Experience app. If, you have, if you're not following on Twitter, it's going to be one of the best ways to follow along with Austin as he goes through the National Championship. It is available on any app store that supports your phone. Hey, if you tuned in today just to listen to Austin and you like what you heard, you can leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, and we'll give you a free shout-out. Free shout-outs for the Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jared Boggess. I just work here. I'm Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Austin. And I'm Austin Fulton from the men's golf team. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was awesome. Great job. Great job. Proud of you. Um, and if we have an episode next week, it'll be Matt it, and PBG because I'll be in Michigan with Austin. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next week you will not hear Jared say. You've been listening to the greatest West Georgia Wolves podcast ever produced. What the hell?